What's poppin', my Freeform Renegades? You are tuned into the Freeform Network. Thanks for joining us for another fun episode of Freeform Radio. I'm your host, Noel, with my co-host as always, Daniel. Yes, sir, man. I just raced in, turned on the mic, and pressed play, and I'm here, man. There you go. We're happy to have you. And Andy. It's all good, Andy. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to us. Listen to us is uh, probably the second episode of a New Year. Hope everybody had a good holiday, good Christmas, and uh, want to wish everybody happy New Year. Likewise, yes, and uh, it's another nice day here in Chicago. It's actually not too cold for January. Kind of surprised about that, right. but uh, wherever you listeners are, we hope you're feeling uh, good and relaxed. And we're gonna just jump right into this one. And it looks like we're gonna start it off here with Andy. Uh, you know, Andy, I've seen this on here for months and I just want to get to it right now. Cause I'm so curious, uh, the fool on Hulu, what was that about? <laughs> so I watched the fool on Hulu. It's about, it's, a uh, uh, a show about in California, but like, uh, outreach center and about this, the main characters, like this, uh, Mexican American guy, Chicano and. He has uh, some problems that, you know, in our culture that they kind of talk about in the show, but also it has some other stuff. And uh, it, it was good. And then, like, through the end, it got kind of weird where they're uh, trying to come up with money. And then, like, some it wasn't too sitcommy in the beginning. And then I think they were just trying to find, like, an ending some type of resolution for the end of the season and it wasn't it kind of like uh usually when it was shows like that where they start off good and then they're like uh what do we do and and then it gets sometimes to me it felt like it was like over the top like at the end they're trying to get money for the center and like this outrageous thing has to the outreach center like president which is the 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 guy's boss i don't even remember his name has to do this like crazy thing and you'll find out if he's able to do it or not because there's other uh circumstances that prohibit prohibit him from uh doing what he needed to do to get the money so is this a documentary or is this like a tv show it's a tv show it's a hulu exclusive the guy the stars uh He's a comedian. His cousin, he gets out of jail. He helps him out, try to put him in this outreach. And then uh, they kind of work. There's like a dynamic between them. And then they're fighting. They're cool. And then they're fighting. And then he has an on and off, off again girlfriend. And uh, just goes from there. Like I said, it's the beginning I don't know if they were, it was a, a dark comedy kind of to me, but then it got like, ah, uh, this is a little too serious. Let's do some over the top shit, in which I, that happens halfway through the, the, the series. Cause I think it was only like 10 episodes. Uh, and it, it was just, it was just like, oh, okay. Like that was weird and funny, but like, I, I don't know what the fuck just happened. So, so this is a scripted show, or is yeah, it's this... a scripted show. It's a half-hour okay. show, and like okay. I said, it's the beginning is good, and then it it just like halfway through the season, it just like like oh man, we gotta make this like 
like out like just crazy like i didn't get it like i don't i don't know what the fuck's going on like we got to make it people laugh or something they felt what like you... maybe it was too dark and then i'm like let's have them big cupcakes and shit and deliver them and like what the fuck is this and like it's like we need to have these cupcakes out in the streets because we need the money pays for the center and shit like and then like all this bullshit happens like gangbanging stuff like it's stupid now how how likely do you think that a tv show that's let's say it's a dozen episodes that three or four episodes in they're like let's pivot and change everything due to the reaction of the audience uh, it happens all the time on regular tv used to happen all the time except like i said this is hulu and i don't know if they do all this uh they show it to people or something like in hulu but oh like a test audience yeah they're like this shit's weird we don't get it and then they're like we gotta make it funnier like like the whole premise is about the main character and like his personal life he lives with his parents you know they they have talks about like one of them uh like in in mexican culture about padrinos and like he's a padrino to one of his nephews and they keep you know tell him you're you're his padrino you need to talk to him about this he's like man like you know you don't even you're not even catholic anymore you're like an atheist like i don't want to piss off mom like like you just do it and then like it turned and then like the couple episodes down the road like this they they have this whole cupcake thing with cholos and then they're like they're fighting people on the street from like it's just like what the fuck they have this kid dancing like what the fuck is going on and then there's like one of them uh the guy that got out of jail is like i'm gonna get my gang back together one of them died of like diabetes the other one's like let's do it but he's like all family and like you know he settled down the other dude's like my back hurts dude if i go out there fighting i'm gonna throw out my back like it's just like what the fuck's going on here <laughs> like this is just like like just like like let's just make it outrageous i felt and then like the premise to save the center at the end like the last two episodes i don't know if you want me to tell me it's just to tell you it's just like outrageous i i don't know man i i know you say that tv shows pivot and change but I think TV shows nowadays, at least, they film their whole arc of the season. So I could see a change mid-seasons, or not mid-seasons, but uh, after a season's over. But in the middle of a season, I would think most of your story is done and filmed and you're just editing and getting the episodes out. I'm pretty sure they wrote the whole season out. I mean, I'm assuming. Like, Let me just tell you the ending. The, the outreach director... The governor of California came and he's trying to spread money around. So he's like, I'll give you the money if you fuck my wife. Like, I'll give you like $10 million and I just want to watch. And he's just like, oh, what? And then he goes, I'm not going to do it. And everybody's like, you got to do it. And then the next episode, the season, the the final episode, he's like, oh, I could have fucked her. My dick was too big. She couldn't handle it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> He's like, my dick is too massive. She couldn't handle it. So we're not getting the money. And then they're trying to, they start selling the stuff from the, the outreach center. <laughs> like what, what, what? So do you think somebody uh, from the beginning, they're having talks about padrinos and marriage uh, or like relationship issues and shit. And then they lose the center because his dick is too big. 
That's so freaking bizarre, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm, and that's why I'm like, I was laughing, but I'm like, well, what, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> like what? His dick is too big? It's like they're making like a mockery of it, or like the show itself. And the like, yeah, the 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 president of the center is uh, played by uh, Michael Imperioli, the Chris from The Sopranos. Yeah, I was looking it up right now. I just saw him on the on the cast. I was like, oh shit! From he's a Minister Payne. It says. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, look at his name. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's why it's like. I like it was like somewhat like it was like a dark comedy I want to say like he had some issues he, he's trying, and then it turned into like like I said it's just like uh if I remember his girlfriend was like he's on a date and his ex-girlfriend's texting him and they're like he dumps his date to go be with his ex-girlfriend which is like okay I kind of get that and then there's like an episode they're trying to find her dog and they like fuck up the whole house and going through the couch and then the dog's like hiding under the bed or some goofy shit. Like, what, what the fuck just happened? Like, like it was just like, just, I mean, they're literally going through our own, uh, I'm sorry, not a dog, a bunny. They, they're looking for a bunny and then she's like tearing, they're tearing up the couches, fucking up the apartment. And then the bunny just comes out of a closet or it's under the bed or something. And they're just sitting there in, like, this messy house. And, like, the next episode, let's just never talk about this. Some some TV shows are just bad, Andy. It's like, it has nothing to do with uh, script changes. Some some are just bad writing. Well, uh, again, the beginning, it was sensible and, like, dark humor, which I got. And then it just, like, the fourth, ep- third or fourth episode, that's when I'm like, okay. Like though ex-girlfriend takes his car or some shit like i don't know it was just like oh like she just decided to take the car he's pissed off so he has to get a way to work, find a way to work <laughs> no, just like and that's like the whole and the, the whole premise of the show so it looks like it has 10 episodes and then it got um renewed for another season did it get renewed yeah that they did leave kind of a like the cliffhanger with the community center uh being shut down and then i don't know uh when he's coming back or uh, i'm sorry uh if the the, the, if the show is going to be renewed it's still i know there was kind of an uh, on a cliffhanger there hopefully not it doesn't sound that great (laughs) (laughs) as i said like it you you crank them out and you're like okay and then like you're like pot committed so i'm like let me just watch it to the end and i'm like I don't know if I would have watched season two. Yeah, I've seen plenty of TV, old bad TV shows where you're like, man, I'm pot committed. Might as well watch it to the end. Yeah, and then you get pissed off. You're like, I wasted some time on this garbage, you know? <laughs> so I did with MacGyver. You ever seen that show? The old uh, one or the new old one? one? Yeah. The reboot. So I've seen the old one a couple episodes, but the reboot, I was curious if it was going to be good. So I watched, I want to see like, two seasons and then they changed it up like really crazy and i just didn't like the way they were going with it so i ended up stopping i was like i, I can't stick around i think they did like another two seasons and then they, they wrapped it up or got canceled 
So yeah, I was gonna say, didn't uh, that was on the CW, right? Yeah, I can't remember. I, maybe can't remember where it was on. Yeah, it was a failed reboot, essentially. Well, again, that's the full, which was an original show. It wasn't like some rehash or reboot. Like they're, it's going on on TV right now. And I'm just like, I'll give it a shot. I saw the trailer. It was like uh, funny, and then like, okay, and like now they just rebooted. Or like I know they rebooted, uh, or I don't know what the story, but there's a new uh, Walker Texas Ranger, right? Yeah, that hasn't been doing well either, man. <laughs> they made a Magnum PI. They made a Hawaii Five O. I mean. All those shows. I was reading that Magnum PI was on CBS, and then they got uh, canceled, or they couldn't come up to a rights fee, and then they were they're moving it over to NBC. I don't know if they're bringing the whole cast or something. I don't know. It's just like who the fuck? I mean, I remember seeing commercials for that show in a couple of Super Bowls ago. I'm like, I, I didn't even know that show was still fucking on. The only reason it was weird because uh, Magnum PI, the 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 lead actor was a Hispanic guy. Yeah, I I I was kind of curious from seeing that they came out with the new one to watch some of the old ones, but I couldn't find a good network to to follow, at least none that I subscribe to to see any. I think it's gonna end up on Peacock. So if you okay. got that, because it was on that's who owns it, Universal or Comcast, or whatever. And then, uh, so yeah, I mean, let us know what you guys watch. FFN questions at gmail dot com if. Once you're committed, do you watch it to the end or you just give up on it and uh, start watching another bad show? Um, hey, Andy, I was going to ask you, I mean, offline or online, what's the deal with Vince McMahon? What is he doing? Is he coming back? I, I read something online this morning that he's jumping back onto the board. I thought he was in the middle of a sex scandal. Yeah, I was going to bring it up in one of the future shows, but the quick gist of it is, He's not going to run the day-to-day, but he ha- he's still majority stockholder of the shares that matter. Okay. And he he came back and brought two board members that are going to work with him or whatever, uh, people that used to work in WWE. And when he came back, he one of them resigned immediately, and then the other two, like, got replaced so he has like the three votes out of the five or something to to do whatever he wants because basically he said he's coming back to sell the company. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's I saw that too. Yeah, that it's worth. So any so all the rights fees, he feels like this is the last shot. I think because he's older to get paid in like if there's going to be checks cut out i want the checks handed to me because i'm the majority stakeholder so right now i was reading that uh WWE's evaluation is over five billion so he's expected and the big three the early reports is comcast or universal um Netflix is in the mix, Amazon, and the other one is supposedly Fox, but they don't really have a streaming platform. And the other word is a dark horse is prime because they just put money for football. And they're like, if we're going to buy, if we're going to get pay, a, you know, this amount for rights, well, fuck it, let's just buy the whole thing and just be manage it all. 
because they're even saying ESPN might be in the mix or Disney Hulu because they got piece of or they got the UFC and they could just throw it in with ESPN Plus. Wow, man, crazy! I I never thought I would see Vince McMahon on TV anymore. I thought he was just gonna go into nah, obscurity and never gonna, come back and it just kind of. He said that he's not gonna interfere with uh, creative. He's just gonna handle this negotiation for the final sand, the right, the the rights, and the, leading to the sale of the company. Right, I, I I figured he would still be somewhere doing something in WWE, but be so silent that you know five years from now you'd be like, man, is did Vince McMahon die? Is he still there? You know, like that kind of obscurity where he's just not even seen or heard anywhere. Well, that's why I like what I read so far is like his daughter Stephanie's a co-CEO with that uh, Khan guy. He's the other half of the CEO, and they specifically bought that guy to prepare the company to be sold. So now it's like it's finally going to be here. And he the guy fired those two people on the board that McMahon brought back, the Burials and that lady. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, damn, is Mc, Vince McMahon going to do like some fucking sneak like sneaky double trick like you know trick them and like i'm fucking firing you and like some shit like that so i'm never selling this company or something and then or he sells it he's gonna he's gonna give a uh he's gonna not leave his kids anything yeah that that to me was my gut when i saw that this morning i'm like i wonder if he's mad at stephanie and triple h and he's just like you're ruining my company you're all fired i'm coming back Real quick, everybody on Twitter, the Twitterverse, the IWC Internet Wrestling Committee was putting that promo where it's like, if I can't have the WWE, I'm going to destroy it from within. And then he brings back the NWO. (laughs) Everybody was posting that on Twitter and shit. It was like hilarious. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But $5 billion for a company... At one point, I mean, the stock, I'm pissed because I remember the stock early last year was hovering around 40 bucks, 45. And on Friday, the jo- the, the stock jumped 20%. It's all, it was like at 90 or 89. And I'm like fucking pissed I didn't buy some because I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, uh, it's kind of weird what their model is right now. All they do is just the streaming rights. Uh, but they're... I don't know. I was just I'm pissed that I could have made some fucking money. Right. But uh, going uh, this plow ahead here. I see Danny. Uh, I don't think Danny cares, but I did read this. Uh, I don't know if it's effective now, but Portillo's is uh, who doesn't like a nice beef, right? Uh, their yeah. massive drive through line that I don't know. The one by our houses, even at my old house, was just massive. That was long. They were going cashless. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I'm pretty sure it's a safety thing now or it's easier. It's quicker for them. Uh, well, what do you think then? Are you still going to be going to Portillo's and you're going to be waving a 20 in their face? Yeah, I wanted to bring this up just because um, I thought if anybody that you would have the most 
beef with the Sandy about uh, because <laughs> <laughs> you're always against technology and, and the move forward. You're you're about paying with cash when you can, and you know you don't you don't even want the iPass. Uh, to me, it doesn't bother me. I pay everything with the card. I usually carry like twenty bucks in my pocket cash just in case I need it. But everything I pay, I pay my gas. I go to McDonald's. Everything is with the card. I don't. I don't even pull out cash. Um, so to me, it, it doesn't really affect me. But I kind of just see it as another move um, into the future and. Uh, yeah, I, I I get it. Security. You don't want these guys carrying a hundred bucks of change of twenties, tens, dollar bills, and fives. Because I'm sure maybe in the nicer areas that Portillo's in, maybe no problems. But you get into some shady areas. You know, it's a little dark corner. I could see these guys getting robbed. You know, left and right. So I I think it's a move in the right direction. But uh, it doesn't really affect me directly. Do you even care, Noel, or or it doesn't bother you? Uh, you know, I I'm kind of like on the fence about this one because I, I'm worried it's going to be a trend that other people are going to follow. And at, at what point does it end? You know, it's like does cash have no value anymore? Like, is there going to be a time in the future where no one takes cash anymore? And if so, then does does it even have value? Like, what is the how is the value determined? Then it's just by an arbitrary number that the government says, oh, yeah, this is what the value of the dollar is. You know what I mean? Like, it used to be the amount of money that was in circulation, and and I, I believe, like, that was part of the equation, right? So I'm just worried about it. Yeah, for sure, man. I I, I think about it every now and then. Like, my dad, he he's oblivious to the Internet and technology. When he drives through <laughs> a tollway, there are no more where you could pay cash. Everything is... There's no more of those. Everything is you. You gotta pay with your iPass, and it, and they have signs like if you pass this without paying, call this number within 15 days or whatever it is, and pay on you know pay over the phone or something. I for, I, I forget how it is, but man, it, it, this is gonna force people that are kind of stuck in their old ways to kind of move forward, or at least if you like Portillos. But um, yeah, I mean. It, it, unfortunately, with uh, the way society, especially younger people, they don't use cash. They all they know is that debit card, and then now like uh, the cash app and Zell, and then even the Apple Pay with the phones, like all that shit. Like I don't use any of that. I still use my debit card. Um, but I have in my past where my card got copied at restaurants, but they've they've gotten better with that technology. And um, that's why I thought for sure, like, the cryptocurrencies would make more of an impact. I know we're, like, in this early recession bullshit, but I don't know. I think it's a safety thing because uh, when I would go to Portillo's, um, you see all those kids with all that fucking cash, like, in uh, the fanny packs and all that stuff. Right. I think they're afraid they're going to get the, or they just have it in their hand. I'm assuming something happened at, probably in Chicago. Uh, where they got fucking jumped or something, and they just they knock them over the head and take all that money. Something had to happen to make that. What? But you're not supposed to have handguns in Chicago, huh? How'd that happen? I don't know, man. I know, uh, like at the Sox weird. game, yeah. all the concessions and all that, it's all debit now. So 
They don't even take cash there. I don't know about yeah. the actual vendor and the beer vendor. I don't know if that's still if they carry cash or not. Huh. Yeah, I I did notice that it kind of goes into the next thing I was going to talk about. I went to a basketball game recently. And yeah, you're right, man. All the vendors, there was no cash. I went to go buy Junior like a mini basketball. Everything was card only, no cash. I tried to pay cash because the ball was only like 10 bucks. And so I pulled out ten dollars because I'm like, I don't want this vendor to have my credit card, his little um, square, whatever thing to kind of scan my card. I don't want it to be hacked or something and I lose my credit card information. So I'm like, let me pay cash here because I don't trust it. And the guy's like, no, I don't take cash. And I'm just like, this sucks, man. Usually, you know, I know I, I just said previously I pay everything with a card, but like if I'm in the mall and there's a kiosk guy in the middle that he's selling like you know junk stuff i'm not gonna pay with my credit card because i don't know what this guy's security is is this guy you know over a wi-fi signal and somebody's just scanning this guy's you know credit card scanner so for places like that i like to play cash so i hope to noel's comment i hope this isn't the grander future because i still want to pay cash in certain spots man i don't want to pay with card everywhere all that's left to say, hey, do you take traveler's checks? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, going into my next thing, man, I went to a basketball game. Um, Junior got into basketball a lot um, uh, over the fall. This is a, a couple months ago that I went. But he got really into basketball. I think his friends in high school uh, really dig it. So he's just like, Dad, I want to go to a basketball game. And I'm like, all right, I'll take you somewhere. Maybe we'll see some Chicago Bulls. So he got really excited. But do you know how much bull tickets are, man? They're like a hundred bucks. It's like ridiculous, man. <laughs> so, the Chicago Bulls at the United Center. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, you still got to pay for parking, man. Yeah, and then parking, I bet you that's another 40, 50 bucks. So I'm just like, and then I could just envision beer, ten dollars, nachos, fries, popcorn, and all this other junk. So. Uh, Needless to say, I went somewhere else. I went to the minor league of the the Bulls, which is the Windy City Bulls, uh, which is here, right, in Hoffman Estate, so it's not too far from my house. So we ended up going to there. Pricing for tickets were a lot cheaper. I still had to pay concession stand, you know, for nachos, hamburgers, hot dogs, and usual stuff, you know, people do when they go out. But it was a lot more reasonable, and the game wasn't half bad. I mean... It, it almost seemed like everybody wanted to be the next um, Steph Curry because there was like three pointers by everybody. Even the center was throwing three pointers up. And uh, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm like, doesn't anybody drive to the basket? Yeah, like, does anybody run the triangle up in this Right. <laughs> really? But it was a good time. The stadium is, is kind of small, it kind of gives you like that high school. Uh, all-state arena kind of vibe where you're really close to the uh, floor so um, it was really cool it seemed like a step in between kind of like the Chicago Wolves would be for hockey kind of thing and uh, Junior still had a good time you know he was a little disappointed that when we got there he's just like these are the Chicago Bulls and I'm like nah buddy these are the minor leagues for the Chicago Bulls these guys might be future Chicago Wolves players but the way these guys were playing, I, I don't know if any of them will actually make it onto a Chicago Bulls court. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a good time. Uh, when was the last time you guys uh, went out to like a sporting events? 
you know, it was it's been a while for me, man. Um, I, I want to say I saw. I mean, a lot of the sporting events I went because you you took me uh, growing up. You know, you took me to a, a Sox game, Bulls game, um, and I think I went to a Blackhawks game one time too. But it's it's been a long time, man. It's been right. a while. Yeah, it had to be before the pandemic. Uh, I think I took uh, my wife to uh, a Sox game and a Bears game. Uh, oh, that's right. And then uh, I was thinking about the Bulls, and then they kind of suck. And then the tickets were going to be kind of like really high. And then I've taken her to a couple of the Schomburg Boomers games. Um, that's That wasn't too bad. That was a lot more affordable. But, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, man, he had a good time, and actually, he said he he wanted to go again. So um, I'm not sure if I'm going to go again this year, or if I'm just going to save up our money and maybe go try to see some some other kind of sporting events. I've taken him to hockey. Uh, I haven't taken him to football yet, so maybe uh, uh, I'll probably have to wait until next year because I know football's wrapping up pretty soon. So yeah, we'll have to see. Um, uh, last quick thing that I want to talk about was um, the Peacock, man. Have you guys seen that uh, Casey uh, Anthony documentary that she came out with where it was like her first like big interview uh, following the, the trial case that found her not guilty for killing her kid? Um, the documentary, which I kind of loosely call it a documentary because it almost seemed like a snowball to just one side of of uh, the opinion. Uh, but it was good to refamiliarize myself with the case. And I forgot just how crazy this was when it was happening because I, I was a little bit in tune when it was happening and rolling out. Do you remember this, Noel, or? You know, man, I guess I'm living under a rock, dude. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm I'm interested though. So, well, tell me, like, who, who is what what is this Casey Anthony thing? Right. Well, just really quick, um, the Stacy or Casey Anthony, she was a mom, uh, a single mom, young teens. I think she was like twenty or so Early when 20s. she had, yeah. yeah when she had the kid. Well, she she was 21 when the kid went missing, and I think yeah. the kid was like a year old already, or maybe even two, or maybe a couple of months. I, I don't quite recall. It's been a while since I've seen even this documentary. But um, so the kid goes missing, man, and she doesn't report the kid missing for a month. So a month passes by, and she doesn't report the kid. She doesn't even tell her parents that the kid's missing, allegedly. Uh, dur- during the, this documentary, they kind of find out that uh, maybe the dad knew and he was kind of in cahoots or something was kind of happening shady. Um, so th- there's a lot of things that come up from this, you know, somewhat documentary. But needless to say, at least back then before this this doc came out on Peacock, the whole thought was she killed a kid partied up for a month because she was like you know out everywhere on social media partying and drinking and doing everything else and then finally the mom is like where's the kid man where is where's the kid it's just like i haven't seen i forget what the name of the daughter was and she's just like oh mom you know she's missing uh i think the babysitter kidnapped her and so (laughs) she started making like this elaborate lie 
she was lying that she worked for Universal Studios. So when the cops came and they started an investigation, it, it, the one of the crazy parts is she the cops are like, can you drive us to your work? We want to go talk to some of your coworkers about possible. She's like, yeah, 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 come on. So they drive to the lot of Universal Studios. They park. She starts like fake waving to people like, hey, yeah. hey how you doing, Susan? Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Yeah, I'll see you later for lunch, maybe. And so they walk in. They start going down uh, corridors and hallways. She's like, yeah, it's over here. It's over there. She walks into a dead end. And then the cops are just like, where are we going? And then she, she finally is just like, all right, I got to admit, I'm lying. I don't work here. And Anymore. it's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that she hadn't worked there for like five years or whatever, but oh, nowhere man. near even the time of the kid being missing. So this Casey Adams, uh, uh, Anthony, um, ever since the whole murder happened, I always was like, nah, this this lady, she had something to do with it. She was involved, um, but supposedly she's one of those like um, chronicle lying people or whatever that like, she just can't tell the truth or something. That's but, the, yeah, the, art, the documentary goes into it because allegedly she was abused by her dad, so she's always lied, and to her it's normal or something, right? According to the right. psychologist or something. I mean, my dad gave me ass whoopings, but I'm no liar. I, just, I tell the truth still, so I, I don't understand either. Um, but I mean, it, just think about it, then. If your kid, I don't care how old you are, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but if you're, if the kid's missing... Or allegedly, and you don't know for a month. I think I'll be fucking pulling my hair. I'll be doing everything to find my kid. And now that I'm a parent, so that's like the first thing that like this is like she's fucking nuts. And then the second while she was just partying and juking dudes, and and even they had friends that she was partying with. Like yeah, we were like, how's the baby? And she's like, oh fine. Like she just like dismissed it, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. She turned twenty one. Like, yeah. While the um the supposed kidnapping had happened and she was out partying. She was out partying and, and she's just like, well, I, I turned 21. So I went to go celebrate with my friends. It's just like, that's the whole time that your kid was missing that you didn't and even she got report a him after that. Yeah. That right. was the other thing. She got a tattoo that said something like perfect life or, or I forgot what she, yeah, something like that. And I was just like, man, this chick is crazy, man. But I, I guess the, the last little tidbit about the documentary I don't like stuff like this because it is skewed all one way. They The only good part about this documentary that they did do is they did bring a few people that had opposite thoughts that thought um, Casey had involvement with the kid being kidnapped or, or, um, or um, involvement with Casey Adams killing the kid or doing something you know bad. And they did bring on a few people like that. Um, but the documentary the whole time just kept like, you know picking at it oh well you said that you believe that she did it because of xyz well what about this what do you think about that and then finally these dumb idiots they were just like well i guess that could be true maybe she did do it and then there was even one guy that was just like oh my god you're right maybe yeah. she yeah i'm just like dude what the hell is going on man like <laughs> real quick that like that and then the cop the two investigators, right? I think one of them appeared. Right. The other guy didn't want nothing to do with it. They just kept catching her and lie after lie and after lie. Like, they knew 
she wasn't being straight up with them. So, you know, it, it was just like, what the fuck? And then the interview with the dad, the this is where he, I was like doing whatever he wanted, right? Which is in, in uh, prison or whatever. And like, that was kind of fucking strange. But I mean, she got off because she had a really good fucking lawyer. Yeah, a lawyer that and he got him enough, but they didn't. He didn't come out. Everybody else did, and but that the lead guy, that Cuban guy or whatever, he didn't appear in the document. But all the other lawyers did. You you know why he didn't appear? Because the documentary didn't make mention of it. But while it was happening, I remember that he was getting blowjobs from Casey. What? While the case was going on, yeah, one of the case lawyers caught them. And then uh, that the lawyer, because it was like another guy, and the uh, the the guy lawyer, he was just like, "Ah oh, man, this is how we're working out our payment plan or some shit." <laughs> no, dude. dude, I am serious. Google it. And I even after the documentary was over, and I told Alana, "I'm like, damn, they didn't mention anything about her sleeping with her lawyer." And then I googled it, and sure enough, and some reputable sites too. I mean, it, nothing ever happened as far as uh, charges, but there was a sexual relationship happening with her and her lawyer at the time of her trial. And I just found that I'm like, there's something kooky about this lady. Working out her payment plan. <laughs> something like this that. Is this a retainer? Like what? I didn't hear that. Dude, now I got to Google this. After the fucking show. Right. But guys, jumping into it, switching gears here. Let's go into Noel. Maybe because of the Portillo's thing. Uh, this is another way to combat all this craziness. Assault guns and mags banned in Illinois, Noel. What's what's the latest on that? Oh man! So um, just a couple of days ago, I saw on YouTube there was a couple of you know uh, YouTubers that cover Second Amendment rights and all that, and it came around to the topic of Illinois and how Governor J.B. Pritzker was like gunning for this new law to be passed uh <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> like the guy like they even made mention like the guy got out of bed went to go to the whatever they the, the city hall or wherever they do the the law passing and or the house of representatives right so the house i guess they he went there and he stuck around until the like the vote was passed or until the vote was finished and then ended up passing like pretty well like it got over the majority um to pass the law where assault weapons are banned in illinois and what they did i guess what they deem to be assault is like assault rifles like or ar right like an ar would right. be considered an assault rifle to them um but it, it's just so generic the the term that it's 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 really like uh, a lot of people are saying it's unconstitutional and the thing is, California has laws that are similar, but uh, even though people fight it, you know, they have lawsuits against the state, it still takes forever uh, and a half to get any resolution. So they're saying that Illinois, um, it's going to be difficult, but people still need to fight this because uh, although there will be like a grandfather clause, people that already have AR-15s, they'll be okay. Essentially, once this is passed, nobody can buy a new uh, AR-15 or similar style weapon in Illinois. Right. There's also going to be a mag ban for anything over 10. Uh, so only 10 um, bullets can be 
her magazine. Uh, people refer to it as clips and as well. Rifles. I mean, I, I'm, I so guess on handguns, like uh, the average person, their magazine can't be more than uh, I think it's 10. And then anything above that, only security or police officers. So there's already something like that in the law for handguns. So I'm assuming I read I didn't get the full details, but I know for assault rifles or, or whatever, they anything above 12, they want to ban. But I don't know what the fuck that meant. I, mean, I was it was pretty vague. I, I glanced over it. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys remember, but when I, I think I brought it up in the podcast, when we were gun shopping and we were going looking around, there was a guy picking up an AR-15 right there. He he had it. He's just like, all right, it finally came in and he was kind of inspecting it with the guy. And, you know, I was over here doing my thing, but I glanced over and I was just like, wow, man, people actually buy these things. I'm like, man, I didn't I never seen it like live in person. But yeah, people buy them, man. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's 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 a pretty good uh, gun. I mean people love it. Uh, people use it for hunting and stuff, and it's a protection, man. All I know is certain parts of the country. I mean they they you you need it, man. You you need some type of protection depending on where you live. I know every community is different, but the problem with uh, some of the laws lately in Illinois, especially with Pritzker, is. They're kind of vague and they do seem unconstitutional, something like with the Safety Act. Uh, a lot of that stuff, uh, they went through it, a lot of lawyers, and they did find out that uh, I know one of them, the cash bond thing that everybody was worried about, they did find out that this is kind of fucked up and uh, made it unconstitutional. And they're reviewing that. And then now with this, it's funny how they pass it like right after New Year, right? And then like I was reading some, like it was kind of vague. Like I didn't really understand what they're really banning. They just said uh, banning the rifles, banning assault rifles, banning assault weapons, right? And like that's pretty fucking vague. Well, what do they consider an assault weapon? And yeah. the magazines it was twelve. That's how I said like magazines uh twelve or over are going to be unavailable. Like what? <laughs> like I don't know. I guess, I get yeah. it. We're at the buy like just a bunch of magazines with ten bullets, and then just find a way to quick, uh, quick draw and quick reload, like it's some Call of Duty video game. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be fought. There's going to be people. I, I got some emails from the NRA and stuff, but like I said, I haven't really looked into it because it's, it's Illinois. That everything's governed by Northern Illinois and like fucked everybody else so it's gonna be interesting what they do or i know it's gonna get challenged hard so we'll see what happens yeah man i, I am a little concerned about it uh especially because i was considering finally getting uh, my first firearm and i i'm thinking i'm still gonna do it um but i i'm kind of curious as to if this law is gonna lead to maybe further bans and it's just the beginning and i'm hoping it's not we'll we'll see what happens it's just the timing of it all is really strange to me because uh, I literally heard about it a couple of days ago and I was like literally ready to start making the money, like setting aside the money to purchase my my firearm, my very first firearm. Um, the whole like irony of this thing is that they're saying it's it's for safety, but like the question is safety for who? Like for criminals? Because... The people that pay taxes and are law-abiding citizens are not going to be safer with this law in effect. Uh, if anything, criminals who do things illegally and get these guns illegally are going to be 
that much more powerful and able to, you know, inflict um, harm on the law-abiding citizens that won't have the weapons to defend themselves. So it's just, it's a really ironic. This, and I never saw just how corrupt things are getting until now that I'm an adult and I'm kind of becoming more aware of these things. As a kid, I was always thinking, oh, yeah, no, Illinois is the best place in the world. Now I'm just like, man, dude, it's getting harder and harder to, like, want to stick around here. But all my family's here, so it's like, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up. We will right. be covering it more and more later. I, I think for the most part, uh, it, it seems like all of us are, you know, pro-gun or, or are okay with firearms and whatnot. But I I do have... Uh, um, the thought that guns in the wrong hands, th- those are the problems. And there is a big mental issue that's going on in the United States. And I think that is the root of the problem, not necessarily the guns, because these same assholes or these guys that have mental issue problems, they have the ability to drive. And we see it all the time. It just happened uh, a year or so ago where that guy drove through that Christmas parade. So there wasn't a grand mass to ban cars. It's just that this one guy is crazy and we need to treat people like that and become more aware of the mental illness that's out there. Yeah, a lot of the people were referencing Highland Park, uh, but that that guy, uh, he did get a gun card. He did do everything, but there was issues with his, uh, he did have some mental issues, and I think the dad or somebody signed off yeah. on his card, and that that's like the whole thing here. That but was the problem did, with his, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, people who want to get guns are going to get guns if it's legal or not, and that's, that's not an issue, but uh, I mean, that is an issue, but with when they pass stuff like this, it just makes it harder for the the law-abiding citizen to to get a gun when when you read about what happens with these mass shootings uh they're just like oh they just went and bought a gun they always try to the funny thing is they see where he got the gun and then uh nine out of ten times it's not legal they just get it from somewhere on the street or something and then then you find out uh they have mental issues or they struggled with depression and all that or they're taking these crazy medications and then like that causes all these issues yeah it's it's unfortunate man we'll we'll see what happens with all this um and i'm, I'm gonna keep a close eye on it um but yeah kind of shifting on to the next thing uh, i bought some new tires for the winter um, nice bought all season ones michelin I uh, got them installed uh, just last week, actually. Um, thankfully, we haven't gotten too much snow. But the other time that we did, it was like maybe about, you know, at the time of this recording, it was about three weeks ago or so. And uh, it's it snowed, you know, a fair bit amount. Not Nothing crazy, but it was enough that my old tires, like they, they were starting to like feel like a little slippery. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to take any chances right now. Uh, I don't want to run into any fucking weird fender bender situations. So right. let me just get these new tires because new tires, I'm going to need them anyway. And it'll be cheaper than getting into a fender bender and having to replace item, you know, parts and all this other shit. So, yeah, the the good thing is I found this deal um, where you get like a rebate from Michelin when you buy them from a certain uh, distributor. 
So I ended up getting like a nice little discount. And then uh, I used a credit card that has like a nice little uh, rewards thing uh, going with it. So I got like double points and all this other shit. So I was like, all right, you know, I have the money for it, but it was just like, now I get an extra discount on top of that. So, right. A little, little bonus payback. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty nice. So, yeah. I mean, how about you guys? You guys got any tires recently? The last set I bought at Costco uh, for my truck a couple years back. Um, it wasn't too bad. I think I, I was shopping around. I saw the rebates and the gift cards or the Visa gift cards that were handing out. And I just went to Costco. It was about the same price, even if the, the with with that, you know, getting the gift card back. Um, and uh, I'm pretty happy with the tires and I think Sam's Club has the same things, and I think what I got, I did get uh, Michelin tires, so I'm at the Costco ones, and um, I mean they're pretty healthy. I've bought tires at Walmart and all this other goofy shit and the Mexican places and shit like that, but I'm pretty happy with the the my uh, the ones I bought at Costco. I was pretty happy with that experience, and, and the service was pretty good. Yeah, the the last time I bought tires was right before I bought the the Rav Four. Just because, like you had mentioned, it was before winter, and I was slipping and sliding. I mean, those tires were bad. Um, I ended up only buying two tires, um, and then I flipped the two best ones to to um, the backside because I, I guess, from my understanding, uh, front wheel drive, your two best tires should be in the front, and the two worst ones should be in the back for steering and control. So uh, I went to Cheapway just knowing that I was going to buy a truck soon. But, yeah, man, tires are important for the winter, especially here because uh, roads get slick. Uh, when I left in the morning the other day, it wasn't snowing or anything, but it was cold. And it had snowed, I guess, overnight. And when I stopped by uh, one of those, like, 7-Elevens to get something to drink or something, dude, I almost slipped on, like, some black ice. It looked Everything looked fine, and there was just, like, a patch right there that just, like, blended in. And then when I tried to merge back into traffic, when I was leaving the parking lot there, the truck slipped too. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, there's like coats of black ice everywhere. I got to be careful driving to work. I don't crash into somebody. Sounds yeah, like driver error, man. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It, it blends in, especially early in the morning. It's still kind of dark. You really can't see that well. And it's just, yeah, it, it blends into the asphalt, you know, and. It's it's a scary thing. I mean, we're good drivers, though. I'd imagine all three of us um, living in Chicago kind of like forces you to be a cautious driver in right. the winter. So I think for the most part, like we're gonna be fine, even with tires that are like slightly compromised. But <clears throat> yeah, it's good to just be safer than sorry, you know. Because then you know, I, I've actually had an issue with uh, a fender bender in the winter where my car didn't break as fast. And that's part of it, too. It's not just the handling. That's not the only reason I got the tires. I got it because to brake good you, or to brake efficiently, you need good tires as well. And uh, I noticed with these new tires, I'm braking a lot sooner, a lot easier. Like, it's it's no more sliding, no, none of that. So, um, you know, knock on wood that we don't get any more snow. But if we do, I think uh, I'm going to be pretty good. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, especially if you're planning to keep the car for a little longer. Uh, definitely good tires will we'll get you through the winter so you're, you don't have to white-knuckle it. 
as much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the hope, man. Um, well, we'll we'll see. Uh, hopefully, we don't get too many too much more snow. I don't think we will. To be honest with you, we're already almost in the middle of January here, and uh, thankfully, hasn't been that crazy. So, we got essentially one more month to go, a month and a half probably, and then uh, once we get to March, I think we're we're smooth sailing with that without any more snow. But yeah, you. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you know, let's uh, let's shift into the article of the week. Okay, so we have an article here from Live Science. It's actually a news site that I've been going to recently, uh, kind of like when things get quiet uh, and I have time to kind of just you know sit back and, and read some articles. I'll, I'll stop by on this website. It's pretty decent. It's got a lot of interesting articles on here. And this one I came across thought would be a good topic to bring up. And it's uh, titled, How Does Music Affect Your Brain? Um, and it was published by Bex Shepard. Uh, and so, yeah, just quickly, this is kind of a longer article, so I'm not going to go into super detail here. I, I'm going to put the link for our, you know, our readers and viewers to go ahead and take a look on their own, but I'm going to kind of just go over the big points here and uh, it says here along with triggering triggering a release of feel-good dopamine uh, the hormone the feel-good hormone science has shown that listening to music may boost your our cognitive function potentially relieving symptoms of anxiety and stress it helps us stay focused and it says it's no wonder why many of us choose to listen to music before during and after workouts and so you know i was thinking about this because uh, when I do work out and I listen to certain amount, uh, certain music, uh, I find that I like a specific type of music for working out because it helps me get into that you know rhythm, that tempo. I usually listen to like music that has a faster beat or uh, a harder beat. And uh, yeah, so the the article here it goes into cognitive performance and it, it tells uh, about stu- studies that was done uh, twenty. 2010 study uh, in perceptual and motor skills found that music may be able to improve our cognitive function outside the context of memory tasks. The experiment, which tasked 56 male and female university students with completing a linguistic and spatial processing task while listening to 10 excerpts of Mozart symphonies, found that background music was linked to an increase in the speed of spatial processing or how fast we recognize the shapes, patterns, and the positions of objects, as well as the accuracy of linguistic processing, which is our ability to process words. So that that is pretty interesting. It also talks about how anxiety and depression is affected. It gives another study that was uh, a published study in 2017 in the Journal of Frontiers in Psychology that music may be beneficial in reducing symptoms of depression. And 26 out of 28 studies analyze there was a significant reduction in depression levels over time in the groups that listened to music compared to the control groups that didn't. And in particular, older individuals without a specific condition showed improvements when listen when they listened to music or participated in music therapy. So, you know, that, that seems pretty interesting as well. Talks about stress. Prolonged periods of stress can wreak havoc on the body, but like yoga, meditation, and exercise, Experts say that listening to music can also lower physical and psychological stress. It goes into another study, and then it talks about dopamine production. And finally, it actually does give 
and another side of the of the of the coin here it talks about the negative effects of music at the very end it talks about a study in 2019 published in the psychology of music researchers found that 17 percent of all participants taking part in the experiment reported feeling sadder as a consequence of listening to sad music when they were already feeling like pretty low however 74 percent of participants that were not saddened by sad music so it seems like depending on who you are and how you process things and what state of mind you're in uh you know listening to a certain type of music might enhance that feeling uh whether it be positive or negative so if you're in a negative state of mind and you listen to negative music it'll only uh amplify that it looks like but uh that's pretty much sums up the article here feel free to you know read it at, at your leisure and uh, now i'm gonna you know get it over to you guys what, what do you guys think about this article and just music in general how does it affect you guys man i i thought this article was fascinating i i totally agree with a lot of the points here um it's music is is or at least in my life it is a, a key thing to my mood if i'm in a good mood and i listen to cheerful music if i'm kind of in a bun mood and i hear like stuff like nirvana like they mentioned in this article stuff like that that's kind of depressing it keeps me in that same rut uh working out you want to hear that fast pace you know uh you know music something with a fast beat you want to hear that um uh the eye of the tiger kind of stuff when you're working out and then when you're chilling out, you know, you're kind of working, you, you want to hear some, you know, instrumental classical music, some kickback light music. So it it totally jives. Uh, I mentioned this to Noel earlier or to uh, Junior earlier because I told him we were going to be talking about this. And he agreed. He's just like, yeah, music affects the way you perceive, you know, yourself. You know, you kind of go with the feeling from the music. So I, I think a lot of this article you know holds true yeah i mean my my personal experience too there are certain types of music where i can can relax um and then there's music where yeah like uh it can make you emotional or keep you down in that like you said depression certain music where you're just like fuck it that the some of that 90s uh grunge and alternative music can make you do that it was so uh it could be dark sometimes um and then there's like stuff where like during the pandemic i would love i found all these webs all these channels on youtube that played uh like jazz and stuff it was like weird it was like (laughs) i was just there listening and then like having like a cocktail and just they would play like uh just smooth jazz and shit like me and and my wife would just sit there and just talk like low not like just have a conversation and that be in the background and it was pretty relaxing especially early in the pandemic when we were in lockdown and it was just like it uh it helped us out a lot during the pandemic right all that anxiety you know kind of chill out yeah and then like uh i found this channel it was called like starbucks jazz which was fucking weird and that had like a lot of good like just constant like just really good nothing crazy i mean i don't know if it was jazz but it was like you hear the, the saxophone and trumpets and shit and it was just like very laid back and chill and that helped me out a lot I, we just popped that in sometimes we'd be doing stuff and it was pretty uh relaxed atmosphere here at the house during the pandemic and then the other thing that helps me work a lot is uh lo-fi i don't know if you guys know about lo-fi hip-hop i know people either love it or hate it i love it i can put that on 
and uh, makes me work, gets me, uh, helps, keeps me focused, and uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's something uh, I wasn't around when we were growing up. Then that's all I know. And I low fidelity, lo-fi, lo-fi hip hop. Yeah, like like hi-fi, but it's lo-fi, lo-fi. Lo yeah, it's like chill. <laughs> it's like chill hip hop, and there's no. A couple people put like uh, words or something, like people rapping, but rarely it's all instrumental, and it's pretty fucking cool. Oh wow, interesting. What about when you hear like "Let the bodies hit the floor"? What what, what kind yeah, of moods that, that get you in, Andy? Yeah, like if you listen to like Limp Biscuit, like in and like that, "Let the bodies hit the floor," Corn, like that's not no chill shit. That shit gets you worked up. Like you you ready to fuck you know fuck shit up. Even uh, sometimes if you need to wake up, you put that driving into work or something that gets you going through the day or whatever your mood is or some 80s stuff or you just want to like fucking relax and chill or like party and shit like stuff stuff like that yeah when i was in school there was a kind of like a habit that a lot of people had before giving a presentation and uh i found this out it was like a life hack that somebody that was it was like an older upperclassman that showed us uh he was like the leader of this project we were doing and we were going to do a presentation all of us together as a team and so before the presentation, we were kind of had like a little like group huddle and kind of discussing, OK, this is what we're going to do. You're going to take this topic. I'll do this. And then he's like, all right, guys, we're going to prepare before we go into into battle here. He was one of those guys that like love like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like those tabletop games and shit. So this guy, he had like this certain way of doing things that was like it's kind of quirky, but also, <laughs> you know, it worked. It worked. And he's like, OK, guys, we're going to go into battle and do this and this. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I'm just ready, preparing my notes. He's like, all right, before we go in there, we're going to listen to this song and get ready. And he puts on, like, this fucking heavy metal, some hardcore, like, screaming shit. And he's just bobbing his head like he's in a fucking Thrasher video. Wow. And I'm, I'm like, oh, shit, okay, all right. My heart starts, like, racing. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, I feel it. Let's go. And then we go in there all pumped up, and, and we get, like, the best presentation of our lives, dude. So, uh that's when I knew I'm like, yeah, music, it can get you in a certain zone when you need it to be, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I was just watching The Office the other day, and there was the episode where they're going to, like, their yearly review already, and, and um, um, shit, I'm escaping Dwight. my, Dwight, to get pumped up, he's in the stairwell, and he's listening to some, <laughs> like, heavy metal, and he's just like, yes, you deserve this this review. You deserve this. And he's, like, getting, like, hyped up, like, before he goes into the meeting. And I'm just like, damn, this guy's getting crazy right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just Googled your thing, Andy, and, yeah, it does come up, man. Lo-fi hip-hop, also known as chill-hop, um, is a form of down-tempo music that combines elements of hip-hop and chill-out music. It was oh, popularized. Popularized in 2010 on YouTube, and uh, it, it led to a bunch of in internet memes, it says. Yeah. I mean, if, I don't know if you ever listened to it. Uh, if I put, if I'm working at, at work, I put that on, and then uh, if the, uh, after, like, 5 o'clock, I'll stay there for the next hour just cranking out emails, finalizing stuff, quotes and stuff that I need to do, and I'm just cranking shit out with uh, nobody really bothering me because, uh, it's laid back, dude, and then like it allows you to focus, and then you're not like, you know, sometimes when music plays, you get all into it and shit, and you're like, oh fuck, you get distracted, and not not, not with that. That to me, that that helps me focus and and uh, helps me grind out what I need to grind out. 
Right, right, man. Yeah, I've listened to Lo-Fi for a bit, man. It's it's actually really good. Um, I, I would recommend it, especially like if he's just trying to chill out and and kind of relax after maybe a tough day or a hard day. It's really good to like de-stress. Um, and even just to have in the background when you're doing like mundane stuff or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm a. I I love me some good jazz. I've been to a couple jazz concerts. Uh, I got a bunch of different jazz albums, so I'm gonna have to tune in, man. This thing got me interested. I never heard of it. There's two channels I like. The most popular one is the girl with the cat one. That's always live on YouTube. It's like super popular. And then there's like four other ones, but that one and I have another one that I like. Just uh, that's my I subscribe to them. I mean, but they're always live. They're always on. So uh, it's uh, I'll forward you the links. And I mean. You know, whatever you guys listen to us, whatever you guys listen to, send us at ffnquestions at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure there's shit on Spotify and all the streaming uh, music ones. I, I know there are some of those out there, too, but I just go to YouTube because I'm cheap. It's not the one with uh, the guy in a bathrobe that he starts doing like a beatbox thing. <laughs> no, that guy has his own following. Uh, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Dude. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is that weird? dude? <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude. isn't it like a song called like "Wake Up in the Morning" or like "Alarm" or something? And he dude. just makes his own weird beat and shit. Yeah, he's doing it like live right in front of. <laughs> it, it is so weird. There was a minute that I was listening to it until it got like really, really weird, and I'm just like, I can't listen to this guy anymore. But it was there was some of it that was really fascinating because he was just making music there live, you know, like making different beats and putting the different parts of the constructing the the music together right there in front of you, and then he just start. You know, singing and dancing, and he's like in a bathrobe, and I'm like, "What the hell yeah. is going on, man?" There's one oh, before man. the pandemic. He's doing like a concert, like at a brewery, and this is where I got introduced to him. And he's making this song, and people are getting into it. And then he just starts in chorus, going, "Let me in, I'm trying to fuck," and people are just fucking like, "Look, turn around, like, what the hell?" And then he does this beat, and he's getting all into the song, and people are just staring at him like what the fuck are we listening to? And he's like, and then during the pandemic, he got into all that, like, I'm in the robe shit, right? Just early, just mixing up beats and singing and shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, I think this article is 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 spot on. Music can affect you in all types of ways. Um, usually I'm a big podcaster and I like to listen to music, but if other people are in the car with me, and we're driving to uh, visit the family. Then I try to put on some some chill music or something to get us pumped up. Uh, if we're going to go out clubbing or something, you put on that kind of music to kind of get you in the vibe and get you going. So I, I, I totally dig what this article saying. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's uh, I, obviously music has always been uh, it, 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 it's it's a part of it. And, you know, it always it's a mood changer without a dot to anybody. And uh, so, yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely music influences our lives. Like I always say the joke when uh, when I was dating before I met my wife and I was on these uh, dating profiles, uh, all these women would put like, oh, you must love music. I'm really into music. Well, who the fuck isn't into music? You know, you must be some <laughs> weirdo if you're not. And like that can't be one of your like to me, like one of your traits. And right. I was just like, to, to me, I was like, oh, like, whatever, man. Like, you guys are, 
Those, those are what we call music snobs, Andy. Yeah, I'm kind. I like. I love all sorts of music. I'm like, do you like country? No, then you're fucking lying. I don't want to date <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> or people that think they're listen. They're this band they listen to. They're the only ones that listen to it because they're cool, and everybody else is listening to mainstream music. Yeah, exactly. It's just everybody likes what they like. Uh, I know you, Dan, you always listen to some weird shit, and I'm like, man, Danny right. got some boss just to be listening to shit, and so that allowed me to, when we were younger, I'm like, fuck it, I'll listen to what the fuck I want to listen to, and, uh, but you were like one of those guys that just, I'm like, why the fuck are you listening to this? You're like, I like it, or like, right. I want to go see jazz, or, or you're listening to some lady that plays the piano, some blonde chick, too. Yeah, yeah, my wife took me to her concert once, yeah. Who is that? Uh, Diana Crawl. Yeah, you. Were, I remember you were telling me, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" You're like, yeah. she's not that bad. Yeah, I've gone to a, a few different concerts. Uh, I, the real good one that that happened was with uh, Dave Koz. Uh, he had a Chicago Christmas concert, and it was it was it was really nice. It was really cool. It was not only jazzy, but it was jazz Christmas music. So it was it was really cool stuff. You know, I went to a, a Hans Zimmer concert and the Allstate Arena. I want to say it was maybe like five, almost ten years ago. Man, it was such a good experience, dude. If you ever get a chance, our, our listeners listening out there, go to a, like a, a orchestra concert whenever you have a chance. It, it seriously, it's gonna change your life. Like it, it was such a cool experience, and uh, right. they had like a light show and everything, and and you really get involved into it. Uh, Hans Zimmer, for anyone who doesn't know, he's like a very famous musical composer. Uh, he did a bunch of different soundtracks for a lot of popular movies, and. Uh, so that was really cool to experience. Yeah, I, I went to an orchestra thing for Sleeping Beauty and man, it was it was really cool. It was real even though they just had people dancing like the flamingo shit up there in, in the stage, which I don't really dig too much. But the music, dude, it like um it got you invested into what was going on and it was just like, wow, man, this is totally awesome. It was, was kind of like a like um uh what the hell's the guy from Star Wars that created that instrumental music? Williams. Williams. Yeah. Williams. Yeah, it's like that, man. Where the music, if you were to change that to something else, it wouldn't have been the same movie. It would have give you a different impact, and that just shows you the power of music. For sure. All right, guys, we got uh, we got to get out of here. We know this podcast uh, episode changed your life, but uh, we want to thank you for listening. Remember to follow Freeform Network at Twitter on the Freeform Network. Send your questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail.com. Let us know how music impacts you or what do you do or even the the great uh, songs that you put on for romance in the bedroom. I know there's probably a whole episode just on that alone. So let us know what you guys do or what you listen to when uh, whatever for any activities that you do. Don't forget to check out our new uh, uh, forced uh, revamp of the webpage. Yeah. At, F, uh, at freeformnetwork.podbean.com uh, We got some last minute notice And uh, it might change again But check it out There's everything uh, our, All our shows are on their archives And all the links And uh, how to reach us And, and everything um, So check out that website We would appreciate it And whatever you do uh, That platform you listen to You know, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify iHeart uh, um I don't know. There's so many now. Whatever we do, like, subscribe, comment. That helps us out. And uh, in the long run, I know we've we're coming up. We're pushing uh, 
what are we going to be like almost at 200 episodes this year so we've been around for a long time uh man it's, i feel like we're pushing almost 10 years well not we're 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 over five years doing this podcast or something we're, we're, we're proud of and um you know check out the website and then uh, we'll see this year we're, we got an accomplishment maybe we'll do something i don't know what we're going to talk about it but thank you for listening we got daniel yes sir man thank you all for tuning in and uh great article from life science or live science huh huh which one i don't know <laughs> i think it's life science man i think <laughs> <laughs> but you let us know uh, we got noel hey everybody thank you for being our loyal listeners and we appreciate you and it's all good andy we want to thank you for listening happy new year's uh maybe let us know what your new year's resolutions are and then uh we'll talk to you next time guys and uh have a good week Dad.